Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Craig Muster Show, a show by Craig Muster, an executive business and life coach. It's all about helping people unlock their greatness and inspiring them to rise up and live their fullest life. This podcast is all about championing, coaching, and transforming leaders, business people, entrepreneurs, thinkers, and creatives through the stories and experiences of today's frontline leaders in business, government, media, and the creative arts, apologetics, and Christianity. If this is your first time listening to our show, I want you to know that Craig has a tremendous passion to see people thrive while dismantling impossibilities. So subscribe and join our tribe. And hey, if you're wondering who I am, I'm Craig's co-host, Tanya Rodriguez, an amazing entrepreneur, advisor to my city's cultural arts commission, and a vision strategist. Hey, Craig. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I know we have a great guest today, so let us know what's going to be happening today. Yeah, today, again, the topic is something that is near and dear to my heart and many of you listeners, especially a lot of you entrepreneurs, some of you that I've coached and others you that are curious about it. Um, but today we're going to talk about what it means to move or to see the supernatural in business. It's it's a large topic. It's incredibly broad in nature. It, it will be impossible for us to really dive into all the levels that, that we need to 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 create the proper worldview for supernatural and business, but it's a great beginning, a great start. And I know some of you are curious about God. Uh, a lot of our listeners out there are more in the curious stage than the, hey, yeah, I, I want to really know Jesus. It's this curiosity of who, who really is Jesus, not just the one I've been presented through, through other means or through the media or through my history, but there is this curiosity that's going around everywhere right now, and that curiosity is driving many people's hearts to ask the questions. Who is Jesus, and does he matter to all of my life or just one area of my life? And, and does he even have thoughts about business? And that is a great question to begin with. And anytime we take a subject like the supernatural, you know, you're going to hear some stories today especially for the curious that aren't sure what to do with Jesus, you're, you're going to hear some stories today that are going to challenge your reasoning. But all Tracy and I can do is share with you what we've seen with our own eyes, what we've heard with our own ears. All we can do is be authentic and truthful about what we've seen and what we've experienced, and not just in one occasion, but repeatedly. And so it would be an injustice for us to hold that back simply because it might be contrary to your history or to maybe things that you've been told about who God is and how he works. For those of you who are believers, those of you who are live in the faith, you know Jesus, this could also be a little challenging for you. And part of that is because we have a really bad definition, I believe, of supernatural. We've simply defined supernatural as anything that's beyond our understanding. The problem with this definition is once we gain understanding, we think it's no longer supernatural. Or we're afraid of gaining understanding with, with the fear of reducing our life to the natural. 
But actually, I think a better definition for supernatural would be anytime we do something beyond our own capacity, where God empowers us to see something we couldn't have seen. Now, that might mean that you have knowledge in an area, but when you do it a tenth better than what your knowledge gives you the ability, you've stepped into the supernatural. One of the first times in Scripture it talks about the Holy Spirit coming on someone is in Exodus, and that was a craftsman helping build the tabernacle. A modern-day businessman is what it would be where the spirit of God comes on and gives them the capacity. It doesn't mean that they didn't have a skill set before. It means that they actually created something beyond the capacity of their skill set. And what you're going to hear in stories is not only is the supernatural for healing, which we've seen in business repeatedly, physical healing in the middle of a business, but you're going to see it's also for changing profit margins. One of the first miracles I experienced in business was my first client. And they said, Craig, we cannot pay you yet until our profit percentage margin reaches above 20%. Now, if you know the history, they had never been above 12 before I started coaching them. And I was using them as an experiment to see if these principles would work within their business. It had gotten up to 15%. But it hadn't reached 20% yet. And they said, nope, we can't pay you until it reaches 20. And the owner of the business said, this is impossible. The GM's the one that told me this. I simply turned, said, don't worry about it. It'll be taken care of. And I went and prayed. Within two weeks, that business was running at 22% profit margin. That is what we call a miracle in business. It was beyond. I had done the work. I had done the coaching. It had changed the culture of the business. There was something my skill set my skill set enabled me to do, but there was a line that my skill set stopped at that God did not. And you're going to hear many stories today about what that looks like. The other part of when we define supernatural as anything beyond our understanding is we negate the reality that part of the supernatural is gaining understanding. God gives us strategies beyond our history. That means whatever strategies we can come up with that our history can afford, God can afford greater strategies than our history. And so stepping into strategizing with God is one of the essential aspects of living the supernatural within the business realm. All of you business owners out there, I encourage you to connect to God in your business and learn that he wants to be a part. And I'll just say this from the beginning. Jesus desires to be a part of every area of our lives, including our business. We don't have to make our business work on our own and then bring the proceeds to God and tithe the church. And that's all we're required to do. No, everything bows its knee at the foot of the cross at the throne, which means he is Lord of our business for you faith people out there. And because of all this, you know, the person that we have today is somebody that's moved in these areas. He's taught me a tremendous amount, not just of head knowledge, but experiential, as well as strategizing and how to work some of this stuff out within the business realm. And that's Tracy 
Armstrong. Would you just say hello <laughs> for a second, Tracy? Hello, everybody. So glad to talk with you, Craig. So glad to be a part of your show. And Tanya, awesome. I'm a fan of Tanya. She's an amazing businesswoman. This is just going to be a great time that we have together. And, and again, Craig, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. And I, you know, I know you, of course, I've known you now. I was thinking about the other day, we've known each other for eight years, but it feels like it's been 10 decades because of how many things we've been through together. But, um, you know, Tracy, he is a preacher of success, his passion and enthusiasm to equip spiritual, social and economic entrepreneurs for impact is noteworthy. Tracy has been an executive and success coach for over 15 years. And as an international coach to business people and entrepreneurs, Tracy conducts events and conferences for each achievers, and wealth builders. He has developed mentoring and coaching platforms for every level of marketplace leader. He says everyone, quote, should fully experience and live life to the fullest, unquote. Through Influencers Mastermind and Barrier Buster Coaching Systems, he trains marketplace leaders as well as anyone who has a next level goal to achieve. In addition, Tracy has authored 10 books, one of which is an Amazon bestselling leadership book called followership. His latest book is The Experimentalist. Tracy doesn't only teach these principles. He also owns two businesses with patent business solutions and operates two nonprofit corporations. Tracy Armstrong and his wife, Natalie, live in Issaquah, which is close to Seattle, Washington, with their three children, Tristan, Yosef, and Sophia. And Tracy believes that life is better experiencing it with family Amen, amen, amen. Tracy, I want to get right into this with you. And part of this is because, you know, you and I met at a conference. I think we were leading worship at, you were speaking at. But we met at the family level. We met because we both had this incredible passion for family. And then as we started talking, we realized, wait, we also have a passion for for justice, for truth, for mercy, for ministry, and for business people. Where did you first get your passion for business people? Well, my passion for business first started when I was six. I There was a little library truck that came to our neighborhood. And, you know, I don't know if you guys had that in your neighborhood where a little library truck would come and you walk in. It was, it was, they didn't have like ice cream. I wish they had ice cream, but they had, they had books inside. And so I walk in and my friends are picking all these books, you know, see, see spot run and see Jack jump and all these other things. And I, I see this book with a guy named uh, Howard Hughes and I grab this book and I have no idea what it is and I can barely read, but I'm really, really young. And, but I kind of work through it and I noticed this guy's lifestyle. And so I, my first engagement with business was this billionaire, the billionaire's lifestyle. And I said, you know, the thing that, the one thing that got me, the one thing I knew that I could take away from that book was this guy had a movie theater in his house and I want one. He's a businessman with a movie theater in his house. That's what I'm going to do. And that's exactly how I engaged it. And so, you know, my, my friends, you know, they didn't understand that immediately I'm trying to do, trying to sell, you know, lemonade and try and, you know, I get a paper route and I try to do, I start selling stuff because I think I'm going to end up getting a movie theater in my house, everyone here. This is going to be important. We need to watch movies and then we'll have, we'll have, we'll have popcorn. We'll have whatever we need, we'll have movies and popcorn and because I'm an entrepreneur. And then as I, as I, grew, I just fell more and more in love with exchange and making people's dreams happen and serving people. And, and, and just the smile of a satisfied customer is just pretty amazing. Just the excitement of a satisfied person uh, is pretty amazing. And then there was a point as I was pursuing ministry, 
as I was pursuing business, sorry, I really felt that there was another road that came. There was a kind of a crossroads with ministry. And so I had to make this choice. Do I do ministry or do, do, do I go for business? And I felt I needed to for a season go into ministry. And later, as I was doing ministry, I ran into all of these business people. And as I'm, and then they would say, can I go and have lunch with you? Can I go and have lunch? And then, then I realized, oh, this is my love for business. And so I, I found, I fell into coaching at that point, well, not just doing business, but actually coaching people. And that's kind of how I, I fell in love with doing business with people and coaching people in their business as entrepreneurs. I love that. And, you know, so in, in some ways, we have similar stories, except for I didn't start in business. I started on the other side of the tracks in ministry, scared to death of business. You know, business was that I remember I was in Bible school and the director said, hey, whatever you're afraid of the most today, if you surrender, to, if you surrender it to God, it could be your greatest strength in your future. And I'm thinking in finance and business was my greatest fear within eight you know, within eight years, I was running businesses That's and awesome. more successful in business than I was, quote unquote, of what people think of successful in ministry. But there is, you know, something that we've, of course, seen is it's for for the faith people out there that, that would think, hey, you know, do I have to pick between the two? I mean, you're a living example. You don't have to pick. No, no. And that was the realization is I didn't have to pick. Um, but there is a, a design inside of you. I'm, a, I'm, you're, I'm like you, we're all, all three of us are kind of like, oh, there's a goal, go. We're, <laughs> there's, a, there's something to do, let's do it. And, and then we get so focused. And there's sometimes you need to focus on one thing to become really solid in that and then incorporate everything else you have in your heart. And so that's kind of the, the choice that people make, but we never choose one or the other. We choose a single focus for a moment for the sake of incorporating all of the other things that we love. And so, yeah, I do both. I don't think anyone has to choose whether or not you're gonna be in business or in, in ministry. I don't think that that is, that is God's intention. I think God's intention for us and the intention of the whole world is that we do what we love and we serve the people around us the best we can. And that can include business, ministry, uh, going to Olympics, swimming, whatever it is, it can incorporate all of those things because it all comes down to our our ability and how much we hone that ability in and how much we use that ability to serve the world that we're, we're around. So, you know, I know, of course, more details about your story because we've been friends for quite a while now, but I love, I just want you to share one of your stories, one of your first stories that, uh, that I heard of you coaching when you, you took the gentleman in the process of, you know, the toothbrush, buying what what type of toothbrush. And I don't want to give any more away than that just to, yeah. to cue you up because I love this story and it epitomizes what we do as coaches. And the, the realization is, is people say, well, I'm not spiritual, but if you have any level of hope, you are spiritual. So what our job as coaches is to help a person get a hope and then give them the, the, the mode of operation to get there. We, we're going to give them the steps, the processes, and whatever it takes to get to what they're hoping for. That's called the faith. Faith is, is action towards the hope. And so uh, this gentleman, he was a salesperson in his, in his company, and he wanted to buy the company. He wanted to buy the company, and yet he'd encountered several things. I'd been in coach with him for a while. Um, he, was, he was a top salesperson in his company, but even before a sales, biz, a sales meeting, he would, 
he would go, he would get sick. He would, he would you know, purge himself because he's so nervous, but he's the top salesperson. That shows me you can be fully afraid and achieve. You don't have to actually be confident. So he was, he was, you know, purging himself and having this problem and just nervous wreck. And then we coached him out of that fear into a place of confidence. And then the next thing he, he says, I want to buy this company. It's a $50 million company. We're like, okay, well, let's, let's work on that. And so I, so I sat with him and I'd say, let's do this. Let's get you in the mind. Cause if we can get it in your mind and we can drill that picture, transformation happens by the software that we, we have within us. It's, it's the thing that we give, you know, 80% of what you do in your life is based upon the software that's in you. And, and, and only 10, only 20% is based upon your skill set or your ability. So you have to know that you are going to train that, that software. So you give it the right thoughts and you give it the right pictures. And so what we do is we're giving it the right thoughts and right pictures. And the right thoughts are usually associated to your speech. You give it the right words and the right visuals. So I, I had him sit in a chair and I said, what we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk through a day of you being the CEO and chairman of this company. And, and so he goes like, I'm like, well, tell me how you wake up. Well, I wake up and I'm just going to, you know, the alarm's there, throw the alarm, and then I just go and get in the car and I go to work. I said, no, that's not good enough. If we're going to get you into this status, we need to talk to you. We need to talk about exactly what you do, how you do. So let's, 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 so you wake up. Okay. I'm wake up. What does a, what does a billionaire or a millionaire, what kind of alarm clock do they wake up to? What kind of alarm clock do you wake up to when you're this kind of person? Well, I don't know. Well, we need to find out. We need to figure that out. What kind of toothbrush do you use? What kind of toothpaste do you use? Because the choices you're making now, you're going to make different choices then because of your level of increase in influence, because of your level of, of wealth that's going to come to you at that level, you're going to have a different level. So your choices change. So you have to know what choices you would make there before you get there so that you can actually start to live in that mindset. And so we we started to, okay, what kind of what kind of car do you drive? Okay, what kind of house do you live in? We went through every detail and it was not a skip. We don't, we do minute by minute conversation and we muse it out we talk it out we we it's called meditation right we meditate these things out we we are talking these things out it's not that we're just thinking about it it's not that we're just kind of you know frameworking it we're literally de detailing it and the more detailed you are the more visual it is the more crystal your vision becomes and the more crystal your vision becomes the more the more action you take towards it and the more confidence you have towards that action because you're already living in it. Now you're just making it a reality. So we make it a reality in his mind before we actually give him the opportunity to actually live in it. So the framework, the framework, the thing that we're building in his mind through the, through, through the, the sight and through the words is giving him the confidence to take the action, which is giving him the confidence to move into that position. So we do this, we do throughout the day. Okay, so when you get to the work, you walk through, what's the first person you see? You walk into the, the building, what's, who's the first person you see? Well, I see this, this, the receptionist. How do you greet her? So I need him to think about how do you greet her? Don't, don't wait until you're there to act like you're the CEO, act like the CEO now. So how do you greet her? I'd say this, I'd say this, okay. Okay, then who, who next? And then we go through the whole day. We, we did this, we did this, we went through this whole thing. The next thing you know, he's now having to, he, he approaches the owner and says, I'd like to buy the company. The owner says, now you can't afford it. And so he knocks on the door again another day. 
And, and we're going through this meditation over and over and over, over and over and over. He knocks on the door again. I'd like to buy the company. Owner goes, no, you can't afford it. How are you going to do it? You can't even, you don't make, I know what you make, right? You can't afford it. <laughs> I pay your bills. And then, and then he goes and we meditate more. We meditate. He keeps knocking on the door because he has now confidence. It's the, 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 the frame, the pictures we're giving him and the words that we're feeding him, the language we're giving him is causing so much confidence in him that it's forcing him to make these decisions to knock on this door. Finally, he knocks on the door and says, I really, really want to buy the company. The owner says, okay, let's go. Let's go golfing. Let's go play golf. And then during the golf, I mean, now, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> we're going to, now we get you out of the office to the golf course. We're talking about it. And within 12 months, he he owns the company and we're setting him in and inaugurating him as the CEO of 500 employees and running a $50 million company. And, and, but it starts with that, that, that kind of the ability to create the right imagery and the right words in your frame, in your mind, uh, that give you the, the ability to take the actions. It's incredible. And I just love the phrase, you're spiritual if you have any hope. Listeners. Yeah. You are spiritual if you have any hope. And we oftentimes think, you know, we've got to be these mega faith giants. We we got to do everything perfect. No, do you have some hope? (laughs) Do you have enough hope for the next decision? Just that next, can you take a moment and just begin to imagine you actually walking out the life you were designed to live? Yes. The best version of yourself? Without the critics that are floating around in your head, without the censors that are telling you you'll never be enough, just take a break from the censors for 30 seconds. Do you have hope for that? Yeah. Then it's already too late. You're already a spiritual person. <laughs> I like working with business people and I like working with entrepreneurs because in order for someone to write a business plan, you have to have hope which makes them spiritual. There's no one that writes a business plan that doesn't have hope. There, in, in what we do, what we, we don't call it faith, but we say, you know, I'm projecting. I, my projections are, right? That's all faith. No one, that's all prophetic. No one goes into a business plan with reality. We, we know the actual, but the whole time, the, what, what are people buying? Hey, this, is the, this is the actuals. But let's, let's talk about where we're going. That's the business plan. The business plan is, it's not, it's not what we can touch. It's not what we, there's, there's, there's nothing we can measure. None of the business plan is what we measure. It's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. And the activity of me making that reality is supernatural. That's I'm spot on. And I mean, the other aspect, right, for entrepreneurs that we love coaching is because they're doers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times? Yeah, when I started coaching and I'd have a client and I'm talking to them and we're laying out their measurables and then I meet a week later and nothing's been done and I'm about to pull my hair out. But you don't deal with that with business people. They want to get something done. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're full of faith, even though they don't realize it half the time. Yes. They're seeing into the possibility of the future, full of hope, and they're doers. They're the funnest people in the world by far to work with. Yeah. And, and, and they are. They are visionaries. And that's what we want. We want to work with people who are seeing what could be. And, and then we love the 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 life of experimenting and trying and trying until it comes to pass. And I think that is a great point. Trying and trying and trying until it comes to pass is many times when we think going back to the thought process of what spirituality is, spirit realm, natural realm, and that in and of itself, you and I could do a discourse on 
maybe a different episode and beginning to describe these two realms that coexist and affect each other. And oftentimes we're relegated in our natural realm world and think, man, why is this stuff happening? Well, it could be something that's happening in the spirit realm, but we don't have time to go into that deep today. But there is, you know, the repeated action over and over again that the supernatural wants to invade rather than we're waiting for this bombastic moment to come out of nowhere. I know a lot of people that are waiting for the supernatural to get going before they begin to do any decision. They want the supernatural to show up. Yeah. But especially in business, and I think this is across the board, you know, the supernatural seems to break through in my routine. Yeah. If I have the proper methodical approach to life and get the habits going, the supernatural shows up. Yeah. I remember one of the you know years ago, I was meeting with the client and he would repeatedly every day he came in happy, just happy. Oh, he was one of the funnest guys to be around because he was always upbeat. He was a sales manager of one of the businesses I was coaching. And one day I walk in and he's depressed, very different. I said, hey, man, what is going on with you? Now, I'm there as a coach and I've been walking them through the just creating culture within the business and system constraints and personal constraints within the, the top tier leadership. And so I've been at that level with him just as a coach. But in that moment, I'm asking him, hey, what's going on? Because he was completely depressed. He said, well, my son is supposed to be born in six weeks, but he has a deformed hand and they're going to have to actually amputate his arm or his hand or do reconstructive surgery in the womb. And they don't know which one. Now, for all of you listeners, what I'm about to say, especially for you curious or for those of you who in faith have not seen this happen, this might challenge some of your reasoning. But I felt a prompting, what we would say, I heard the Lord say, ask him if he's named his son. Just that thought goes through my head, which through life I've experienced that there are certain thoughts in my, that come through my head that are from God. And so I simply asked him, did you name your son yet? And he said, yes, I did. I said, what is his name? He said, Elijah. Now, this is somebody who had not been in church in over 20 years. He had a concept of God, but didn't have a lot of use for a lot of what we would consider church world. And immediately I heard an entire phrase over his son. And I said, your son has a calling on his life. I began to prophesy over his son. Your son has a calling on his life. You you name him Elijah because God has called him to be a man of zeal. And he will turn hearts of fathers to sons to heal the land. And when I got done speaking, I was terrified. And you know what I'm talking about, Tracy, when you give a word like that and then out of your mouth and thinking, what did I just say this better? And I said, I said, you know what? He's not going to have any problem with his hand. There's going to be no sign of trauma and no need for surgery. And the next day, you see Davis specialists came up to do another sonogram to make the final decision on what they were going to do with his arm and his hand, whether it's amputation or reconstructive surgery. And that's the part, that's where the rubber meets the road. Did you really hear or not? Is there a healing or not? Yeah. Wow. He calls me bawling. He says, Craig, they don't know what's going on. They have the sonograms next to each other 
That's awesome. One's deformed, the other one's completely healed. Yes. And this is somebody who wasn't going to church, somebody that we wouldn't say, hey, God did that for them because they were doing things right. No, God does things for people because he does things right, not because those people do things right. And that's where the supernatural loves to invade. And if you're listening right now, I'm telling you right now, God wants to invade your impossibility, even if you don't believe in God, because he believes in how you're designed and he wants to come and meet you where you're at. Yes. That's good. Excellent. Excellent. Tracy, talk to me about some other supernatural moments that you've had in the business realm. Well, and, and what's really, I want to just, if I can preface it, yes. because that is a beautiful, that is a beautiful story, testimony of God's redeeming, delivering power, where they were, that child was was deformed, crippled, and it was delivered from that and brought into wholeness. Um that's 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 powerful and we have lots of those encounters where we are encountering that delivering power in business what i encounter is more the development side the developing where god gives instruction of how to uh, take a company that is failing and that is breaking apart falling apart and showing us things that that literally can transform and move that 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 business forward. So we do have deliverance. We do have those things where people get healed and, and that kind of thing. So it's, let's look, if, if you, any Bible, anybody who's been in Bibles, like Sunday school knows the story of Moses. If you go to the movies, if you've seen the movies, Moses, you know, the, in, you see the understanding that when Moses is sent to the children of Israel, he's sent to deliver them. The miracles that God did there were so outward and so obvious and so overt they were they were they 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 were enough to get pharaoh to let go of the people so that they can leave egypt and go into the earth but once they got into the wilderness then they started to then god says now my miracle working power is going to be different i'm going to open up the red sea but what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you strategies i'm going to give you insights i'm going to give you blueprints and plans and so what i'm encountering is blueprints and plans and strategies and you know uh you know that kind of thing. Those the the person who wakes up and and all of a sudden God shows them the a cam system of a bow, right? And you know, so then the McPherson bow, the you know, the bow cam system is a cam system that makes this a bow shoot so fast. I mean, an arrow shoots so fast that it changes life for hunters, right? And that cam system, but that's because someone woke up and in front of them there was a design that was in the spirit and they were able to take a pencil and paper and write it down and then it that invention didn't come from their thoughts didn't come from their cognitive it was something that was revealed to them that that re- revelation gave them an ability and so there's one that delivers me but then there's one that empowers me there's one that gives me an ability and that's where a lot of business people get confused with the supernatural is they don't realize the supernatural is going to give you an ability. It's not just going to give you a deliverance from something. It's going to give you a strategy. It's going to give you a plan, a working, something that's going to give you the edge, right? And so I have so many. I one 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 friend of mine, he uh, recently, last year we were at a we were at a, a convention, a conference together. And we're going to be doing that conference in San Diego here in a couple of weeks. So, um, and that's going to be, so, but th- this is going to be, we were there and he was praying through and he was like, I need some things. I need some help. Well, he has, his CFO wakes up 
the next morning sends him a text says, I got a bunch of ideas that I want to work out and have these downloads. I mean, these like, these are his CFO. CFOs don't try to make you money. CFOs try to keep you keeping money, right? They try to hold your money. They don't try to. So, but she says, I have some strategies that will work cash flow for us. And she said, I, and she's not this kind of God person, but she says, I feel like God's speaking to me. And so she goes on a Saturday morning. She's so inspired. She goes on a Saturday morning and pulls out a whiteboard and she sends this whiteboard picture. I will have to send it to her. Sends this whiteboard picture of all of her strategies of how to bring more cash flow into, into the business. Now, that's the wonderful thing is, is God's a, he's a CFO and he wants, I'm not a CFO. I, I like to spend money. I don't want, I mean, I'm not a CFO. <laughs> My job is not trying to, you know, I want those guys to take care of that. And then they, but God's looking for people who speak CFO because he's a CFO. He wants CFO people to talk to so he can give strategies. He wants, he wants baker, bank, bankers to talk to. He wants, he wants, he wants uh, heart surgeons to talk to because there's a language. There's an understanding. He's in that. He knows how to do that. And when we don't think that he's pragmatic enough to be able to bring his solutions there, then we cut off ability. We cut off the supernatural. I mean, there's so many stories, Craig. We can go through so many stories, but you know, just just that idea of someone says, well, "Why do I need God? I don't need. I don't have a busted up arm." But you need him because in the world of business, it's so competitive, and you need an edge. You need the edge. You need the edge of the supernatural to come into your life where God's going to now speak your language, and you know He's a pragmatic God. What I what I find that people they don't they get caught up in the word supernatural and they get caught up in the word spiritual uh, because you know they watch Brothers Grimm and that's the supernatural. It's some you know October is the supernatural month, right? There's like these creeper and creature feature, but the realization is the supernatural is just a modality. It is it is a way of delivering a mode of 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 operating. It's not anything different than having the mode of operation that. That is in medicine. That's a, or a mode of operation in psychology. It's a mode of operation. If you never studied that art, the mode and the art of the supernatural, then it's foreign to you. Just like if you've never studied psychology, it's foreign to you. But if you study the mode of operation and the modality of how the manner of the supernatural bringing us to a certain outcome, supernatural has to be about an outcome. Most people don't like it because they don't know it's about an outcome. They think it's about a mysterious experience. But the fact is, it's always about an end result. And that's what business is about. Business is about, I want to make money. <laughs> and, and the supernatural can be used to make money. And, and, and I can go and talk. I, I'm getting off. I just don't want to go. No, you're not getting off. I mean, this is it. Because you and I both know how many times I'll be in the middle of a coaching session. I guarantee you this has happened to us more than a dozen times. Because it happens to me almost every session, if not every. I'll come in with all my tools. Yeah. I'll come in with all my strategies and, yeah. and skill sets important. Don't misinterpret what we're saying here. A lot of people think that the supernatural will compensate for a lack of effort and a lack of skill set, meaning you don't, you know, don't worry about getting a skill set. No, 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 no. The supernatural loves to ride on the winds of your skills. Yeah. But it moves you beyond them. And I'll be sitting in the middle of a session. I got all my skill set. I've planned it properly, everything else. And there'll just come that moment where I will see what no one else can see in the room. And people inevitably will ask, how did you see that? 
And when they don't have a point of reference for them for it, I, you know, it's hard to explain except for God shows me something that I could not have seen unless he did. And it's a lifestyle, but you're, this is so important. Part of the reason why I wanted you on this specific session was this mindset that says it has to be, if this is supernatural has got to be what we would see most of the time in a church service and in business world, it doesn't look like that. I mean, I've seen physical healing, but more times than not, the bread and butter of the supernatural in business is financial healing. It's in it. How many times have we seen the finances of a business? Absolutely sick. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. It's got COVID, man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's contagious. It's running a high fever. It's coughing up its lungs. It's doing everything. And you're sitting there thinking, man, they, they've hired the most expensive the consultants. They've strategized. They've read every book and nothing's working. And that's when I get excited. I'm like, hire me, hire me. Because in those moments, you know that God's going to show something that no one else is able to see at the moment and bring a solution. Or, and I would say this, it's very real that when... For those of you faith builders or faith faith believers, when you step into a situation, you raise a water level for everybody in the room. Yes. Which means that you might not even be the one that gets a strategy, but because you're in the room, pre-Christians could get a strategy they never would have gone, they never would have had before. And this messes with some people's theology. Do you wonder whether God speaks to pre-Christians or not? Let me just satisfy that right away. Yes, he does. If he didn't, they wouldn't ever become a believer because they would never hear his voice. And so this should, number one, be a boost to the hope of those of you who are curious about Jesus is that he actually cares about your business. Not, not you know, once you get saved, he cares about you and your business before you ever surrender to him. And he will show up for you. And he will even give you strategies before you surrender to him because he's drawing you to show you he's that good. Yes. He's that good. And I think if we take a moment and begin to separate what we think of the supernatural, guys, my my passion for the listeners today is that you would be arrested with the curiosity of what it means to invite God into the midst of your business in an everyday form and watch the supernatural become a part of your lifestyle in a way you never thought possible. Yes. That's never wonderful. thought possible. That's excellent. And the thing is, is, is he, it's like the skill set of the, the CFO. That's their skill set. They yep. hone that in. And because they're skilled there, there's only things that they can receive. I mean, I can't receive a greater ability there. It's like I would, I would, I would mess it up. I would, I wouldn't know what to do because I don't have that skill set. But so if you realize, you know, you you can tap into something that gives you an edge, that makes you better at it, um, makes you stronger, then that's what we want to tap into. We want to, we want to, and we want to know that there's an infusion of that for us. That's a that's a part of our life. That's yeah. perfect. In you know, again. You know, once you and I start talking, I want to talk for the next five hours and strategize with you because this is the fun part. You know, understanding people's skill sets, their callings, their anointings, their gift mix, how all that converges. And 
man, we we just we need to do another episode on some of this stuff. But for today, guys, if you're listening, I I want you just to know that God is ready to meet you where you're at, no matter where you're at. And and so it really looks much more like you positioning yourself to see him where he is already existing within your life. And I would, I would think, matter of fact, anytime I've done coaching with executives and entrepreneurs and they're thinking, where is God in my life? Within the first session, I could show them 10 different places that God's already invaded and they were unaware of it. So this is not just about something that you're going to try to aspire to in the future, but I can guarantee you that somewhere in your past, you've already been invaded by the supernatural. Part of it is learning to recognize it because what you recognize, you acknowledge what you acknowledge, you engage, what you engage with begins to multiply. And that process then takes you down a road. Trust me, you're going to want to get on that trail. Take it where it is right now. Take the invitation right where you're at. Get on that trail and begin to recognize where God has invaded your life and then begin to engage with it as it comes back to you. And your brain, the way your brain works, the way your reticular activation system works to see certain things repeated in life, you can change what you that record of what you're seeing to begin to see what God is doing rather than all of your failures. And that's part of part of the, the beginning process. But Tracy, would you would you take a moment and just bless the listeners? And and you know, there's for those of you who don't understand this, we believe the power of the blessing infuses capacity to do what you could not do before. And so I'm asking Tracy just to bless you with whatever he has on his heart for this session. So if I can just uh, just one yeah. last thought, and then so the the, the, just going back to the, the cam system for the Matthews bow, I said McPherson because he makes also, he's also a designer of the McPherson guitar that has the, okay. so, but he's the cam system, the Matthew, Matthews bow. Uh, that, that vision came at a, at a snap, at a glance, and you, he was ready to write it down. He was ready to implement it. And so as we pray, you're going to be active in the spirit, in your spiritual hope. You're going to, your hope is going to come alive. I'm going to pray that you become so hopeful that you you forget doubting. I'm going to pray that you get so hopeful that all you do is you feel enthusiasm and excitement. Do you know enthusiasm is the, from the Greek word, which means in theo, to be possessed by God. So I want you to be in theo. I want you to be possessed. I want you to be excited about what's coming. I want you to be enthusiastic. So hope leads us to enthusiasm. So that's what I'm going to pray. And when you see something that is possible, something that you would normally talk yourself out of, but now it's coming to you because you're hopeful. I want you to take a moment and write it down. I want you to write it down and I want you to decide this, I'm going to work on this. Don't, don't let the doubt go away before you write it down. Don't let, the, don't let the hope go away before you write it down. Seal that moment of hope, write it down and go, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself to this and I'm going to take these three steps towards it now. That is going to move you into how the supernatural works. The supernatural works with action, but it starts with hope. So hope, then action, and then move into it. So I want you to I want you to just receive. I pray 
Father, that you would release the hope that you have to these, these listeners. Everybody would live in the kind of hope that you have, the kind of hope that you experience, that, that hope that brings them out of the mundane life and brings them out of the challenges of life, but brings them into an expectation that best is yet to come. Better is on its way. And I pray that you would activate them in the same way that you activated other creatives and inventors. I just feel like there's an inventive thought that's coming to you as an entrepreneur. You're going to have new strategies, new plans, new ideas. I release that impartation to you. An impartation is literally means to, to put something inside of you, to put a gift inside of you is what it is. It's two words, metadidomy. It's to put a gift and make that the epicenter of what's about to interrupt inside of you. And I'm going to gift inside of you. So if I gifted, if I was today to gift, you know, Craig a billion dollars, he would go from being a millionaire to a billionaire just only because of a gift. That's called the metadidomy. I'm going to metadidomy to you a hope-filled, faith-filled, giant beast, accomplisher, a someone who is radical, a beast of achievement, a beast of overcoming, a beast of making money, a beast of increase. I release that on you. Be hopeful, wildly hopeful, exaggeratedly hopeful. I release that impartation to hope beyond hope, to hope when it seems like everything is hope, hopeless. I deliver to you that hope. <laughs> Come on, I love it. The beast. That's the beast, the beast kind of hope. Yeah. The beast hope. The beast hope. That's the beast hope. Oh, man, guys. If you're not happy at this point, just keep listening. Re rewind for the last 10 minutes and just keep playing it until you get happy. And that's we should be the most hopeful people on the face of the earth. We don't get extra credit points for not being hopeful. <laughs> having to push through a hard day. And so I encourage you guys today, I bless you with the capacity to move into your future, not pulling things from your past that don't belong in your present. With the ability to fully embrace where you are and where you're going without any hindrances from where you've been. That every part of your darkness would be redeemed, that it would become your greatest strength, that you would find yourself with an appetite for that which you were afraid of before to go in and plunder today, that you would not only see your own freedom, but the freedom of the tribe in which you're called to influence and the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Tanya? Well, we're getting into beast mode apparently in this episode, and I love it because we're just going to, I mean, I'm just listening to Tracy. We're going to be empowered. We're going to have hope. We're going to have action, and we're actually going to take some territory. We're going to create some wealth, and I am super excited about that. I have been an entrepreneur. That's what Tracy and Craig talking about, the lifestyle of the entrepreneur, and this is an incredible episode for those business people to just get up and thrive. So everyone, if you want to connect with Tracy, connect to tracyarmstrong.com. And also he's in Seattle at the Citadel Church. So you can find him there. And hey, if you felt empowered by today's episode, subscribe and join our tribe to find out more about our master classes, e-courses and live events. You can also find us on craigmuster.com. And please, Leave a comment below and tell others about the Craig Muster Show.